I tell you what, I say it every week. I'm thankful it's Friday. I'm thankful that we are at the end of the work week and we are ready to get the weekend on. 60 minutes away from it. Glad that you're with us in the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. My favorite way to end the week. Tanner Hoops with you. I'm joined by Ryan Stieg of the Mining Journal, NMU Hockey Beat Rider. What's up, Ryan? Well, I'm doing all right. By the way, uh, you're... Uh... Flashy Pittsburgh jersey. You got the uh, old school penguins. The 90s style. <laughs> you get the Pittsburgh spelled Kitty Cross down the front. Mm-hmm. Mario Lemieux. I yeah. like those old jerseys. You like them? I do. I, I, I don't know. I, I had mixed feelings when they switched to mm-hmm. the uh, Penguins logo in the 90s. I, I prefer the skating penguin. Right. I just think that's that's when they were really successful, and then they got back to it, and now all, all's good again. And now they've got the color scheme that's more athletic gold rather than the Vegas gold. Yeah, I uh, I don't understand the switch there either. It's like <laughs> well, no, it's because they want to get all Pittsburgh pro teams wearing the same colors, black and gold. Well, that I understand, but why would you change it in the first place to Vegas gold? That just it. I don't know. I wasn't around I mean, for that. I, I mean, I understand if your fortunes have been so bad for so long that okay, let's change it up. But if you know you've actually been pretty decent, mm-hmm. I don't think changing your uh, color scheme and your <laughs> and your logo is really going to change your fortunes all that. They much. did that after winning a Stanley Cup a couple of years ago, and then they won it again the next year with a different color scheme. Huh? That was kind of cool. <laughs> Whatever. I still have one of the old gold jerseys, though. I, I've got a closet full of cool hockey jerseys. I have, I'm proud of my collection. I was telling you, next week, I've got a 90s Coyotes jersey. That's Ooh. the one I'm going to go with. Okay. The one with the weird-looking the, Coyote the on the front. Coyote yeah, he's the, got uh, the half-goalie mask. And uh, the, the Jeremy Roenick kind of style. Yes, when he was back there. when they were the Phoenix Coyotes. Coyotes. Yeah. We'll do that. All right. But I tell you what, <laughs> I'm glad it's Friday. I woke up today, my alarm woke me up, and my first thought was, I'm tired, but thank God it's Saturday. And my second thought was... It's not Saturday. I don't set my alarm on Saturdays. <laughs> I got to go to work today. And then I thought, oh, and I better get ready for the day. Don't get me wrong, I love coming to work, but I'm tired. At least the sun was out, bright and shiny, and then all of a sudden it turned gray and dull and listless. I don't know what happened. Well, at least it's not snowing. Thankfully. I mean, maybe tomorrow. You never know. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't know what to predict weather-wise anymore. Just when I think, like, hey, it's going to be nice, and I'm going to be able to, like, just chill out on the beach, and then there's a snow warning, and it's just like, oh, well. <laughs> well, f- I guess we'll just fight our way through it a little longer. Well, I tell you what, I want to get to the history that was made at Comerica Park yesterday, and more specifically the aftermath afterwards Uh, because that might be more interesting than what actually happened. But first, we have some unfinished business we need to get solved uh, revolving around Casey's Pizza. How do you not like Casey's Pizza? It's disgusting. It is not disgusting. It is disgusting. You probably kick puppies. I kick puppies? Please. I, it, it's the worst pizza. It is not it at is all the worst it's pizza. Just, it's gas station pizza. How can you say that it's the best pizza if you get it from a gas it station? It is great pizza. No, it is not. Wonderful pizza. It's terrible. Iowa tradition. Okay, it's yeah. It may be a tradition, but it doesn't make it good. I've tried it to point. I've tried to point out to people just because you have a tradition doesn't make it a great. Condition. But it is good. It is great pizza. No, it's not. Yes, it, it Casey's is. Casey's is like if you take. Your the pizza you ate in elementary school and then marketed it has like phenomenal pizza and got people to pay more money. For that it. actually was good pizza, cafeteria pizza. I actually like my, at least my cafeteria is pretty good. Yeah, mine uh, mine didn't come close so, <laughs> <laughs> to remotely good. 
Well, I tell you what, there was history made at Comerica Park yesterday. It was an absolute butt-kicking. The Angels beat the Tigers 13-0, but... Albert Pujols cranks a solo home run, and that registers as his 2,000th career RBI. What might be more interesting, though, is the aftermath and what happened with the fan who caught the ball because he's refusing to give it up. He's a 33-year-old uh, self-described lifelong Tiger diehard. He's a law student and a father-to-be. So he was rushed by three waves of different groups. The first was the fans around him. The second was Tiger security personnel, and then thirdly, representatives from the Angels. The Tiger personnel tried to offer him somewhat bribes, I guess, trades to try and get the ball. Teams do that, to get the yeah. yeah and they, you know, it's a bargaining thing. Teams do that. It's normal practice. They offered him a signed baseball, a jersey, a meet and greet with Pujols, and he turned it down. He wants to keep the baseball. He said partly it's because he didn't like the way the staff treated him, that they were kind of rude to him, and I guess he's trying to spite him in some way. I tell you what, though, I give Albert Pujols a lot of credit. The The way he handled it, he says, you know, we play this game for the fans. It's all right if he keeps it. I I have mixed feelings about it. First, mm-hmm. uh, I he, he has every right to keep the ball if he wants, you know, and kudos to him if he really wants to, but I get the feeling he's going to end up selling that thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna. He's treating it like a memento now, but he's eventually gonna sell it to some collector, and uh, it just it it'll ruin the image that he just projected. I mean, it's interesting. It's how when Ken Griffey Jr. hit his 500th home run. I can't remember if he was 500, or 600, but he um, the guy who got the ball immediately gave it to the guy to Ken Griffey Jr. because he said that he hit it. He deserved it. This guy just is like, no, it's my ball. <laughs> I was sitting in the general vicinity, and when it actually came to me, so it's my ball. And he's just, I don't know, and the whole spite thing, people were somewhat rude to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, what are you, 12? <laughs> <laughs> they were mean to me, so I'm keeping my ball, and I'm going to take it and go home. If he does end up wanting to sell it, though, he made a big mistake because he left the stadium without getting it authenticated. Yeah, so you can sit there and go into a collector shop and just be like, hey, I'm the guy who caught this ball, <laughs> and people like, prove it, and <laughs> he has nothing to go on. And that's the thing, if you go and you claim that you have a rare piece of memorabilia, if you've ever seen Pawn Stars, mm-hmm. you know, they'll say it and be like, hey, you know, that's cool that you brought it in, but unless you have a certificate of authenticity mm-hmm. or you have someone who can prove to that a human being that can come and improve that that's what it is, you got nothing. Mm-mm. So unless he manages to get Albert Pujols to come with him <laughs> to determine that that was the right ball, he, you know, you think a guy going to law school would have that more common sense. You would think. <laughs> unless <laughs> but, he is hell-bent on keeping this ball forever yeah, and ever. Yeah. So unless he's going to put it in, like, a case, you know, or a stand on his wall just to, like, say, look what I, you know, caught at a game game you know Mm -hmm. but if he's just gonna like do nothing with it it's just like just give the ball back to the guy i've never gotten a home run ball a foul ball my brother has so i kind of like to say i have in a way uh i don't know if it's worth anything though it's got the logo from the metrodome it was the last year at the metrodome so it's got the uh little logo on it so the 2009 or yeah Mm -hmm. it was hit by aubrey huff so I don't I don't know who really wants an Aubrey Huff baseball. There's a lot they of people probably, who don't like Aubrey Huff anymore. Aubrey Huff 
w- would like the Aubrey Huff. <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey Huff's a character. He's he, he, that's one way to describe him. <laughs> uh, Twitter, he's he's something else on Twitter. He, he's, he's something else. Uh, he d- definitely. Uh, I'm not a fan just because I feel like he's a hypocrite, but that's just me. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, uh, we go to hockey last night. The Bruins and Hurricanes kicked off the conference finals round in the NHL playoffs. Boston scored four times in the third period, including twice on the power play within a 28-second span. They beat the Hurricanes 5-2. They take a one nothing series lead. It was a good third period for Boston. It was a very good period for them. Did you see the joke of a call, though? That on got, which one? That one that got Boston a power play, where no. the "quote unquote" roughing call <laughs> is that the one Hamilton was complaining yeah, about? Yeah, okay, yeah, it was uh, where and they showed the reaction of uh, the Carolina coach on the bench, where he gives like this, <laughs> like dazed look, like how is that even remotely a penalty? But I guess you know maybe this is a like a makeup, even though McAvoy's was a brutal penalty that need to be called here here's your makeup with a slight elbow <laughs> you know it was bad was it poetry ironic that Stephen Camper who was playing in McAvoy's place scored his first career goal last night i maybe a a meant to be kind of thing nah. <laughs> you know it just i don't know i i thought carolina was really playing well they had the lead and then boston kind of well boston's a more talented team and they kind of showcased it but you know just i feel like they got a couple gift penalty power plays and it just i don't know i don't i don't see a path for they didn't necessarily they didn't necessarily boston didn't necessarily impress me they had a good right. period boston is the better team but yet for most of the game last night they were outplayed they had a good final 20 minutes <laughs> but they weren't overly impressive you're right I would say Boston is better at every position group, especially in net, that there should be no path for Carolina to win this series. But you could have said that about anybody Carolina played so far in the playoffs, and yet here they are. Carolina's basically getting by on their mojo. They've mm-hmm. got the, some good feelings, you know. they got the fans backing them. Like There's this general like aura about them that maybe they're going to make this run to the cup. It's kind of like Vegas last yeah. year, you know, like... No, Vegas wasn't the best team in the playoffs, but they had this magic that was helping propel them, and that's what Carolina's got going for them. I think they're going to put up a good fight for Boston. They did that in the previous two rounds. I think this could go seven, um, but I really don't know who to pick. I think, like, at the start of the playoffs, I would have, without a doubt, picked Boston, but with the way Carolina's been fighting their way through it, it's really more of a toss-up. They're doing this in spite of Peter Morazic in net. Yeah. I'm not sold on Peter Morazic. I don't know if his days in Detroit were totally on him or not, but I can't get that out of my head. It's weird that after having such a shaky career with the Red Wings, he's actually playing adequate enough to potentially bring the Hurricanes to the Stanley Cup Finals. And uh, Do you trust Curtis more? Um... Normally I would, but <laughs> Morazic's playing well he's enough to win the, right He now. is the starter, right? so um, he's probably, in theory, the more talented of the right. two. But I, I don't know, the way he plays sometimes, it's mm-hmm. like I'm almost more comfortable with having the backup in that. I, yeah. and, and Curtis actually played pretty decent mm-hmm. when he had, you know, so... Maybe it's just because I'm a college hockey guy. Mm. You want the Colorado college guy to get some glory there. I don't know. But uh, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting series. This isn't going to be 
even though Boston won at a good third period, they're not going to just blow through Carolina. This is going to be a good one. How about Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals on Saturday night? Tomorrow night now, who are you thinking? Uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I want St. Louis. You want St. Louis? But I'm not sure that I could pick them. I, I've got family around the Missouri area. My dad lives down there. And I kind of like to, I would like to see them do it. St. Louis is that team that, Biologics should have won a cup at this point in their history. Yeah, they should have. Uh, but they haven't, and they'll make it to like the conference finals and then trip over themselves in a series that they probably should have won, like they did with the Sharks mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. They have, I don't know, it's. I think San Jose is actually going to win the series because I think they're the better team, mm-hmm. and uh, I think they probably should have gotten past Colorado faster than they did, and I think St. Louis needed to. You know, had to gut out a series against Dallas when Dallas was really playing better than they were. So I'm giving the edge to the Sharks. And uh, that, boy, wouldn't that be interesting? A oh Sharks Carolina Stanley <laughs> Cup finals. Batman would be losing his mind with the ratings issues there. Uh, but it would be an entertaining one. The shark, it would be like, as point, people point out, like a shark, a shark cane. You know, not, yeah. not like Sharknado, but like a shark hurricane. <laughs> Sounds like a movie. But that a could cheap, be a movie. A cheap sci-fi movie. Very cheap, TV only, <laughs> direct to TV. Get Tara Reid to show up. <laughs> you know, a couple, you know, some has-been actors. I'm sure Treat Williams is available. Oh, that's so. sure. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, the world championships are going on overseas right now. The U.S. underway, but they're down two goals, three to one in the third period against Slovakia. Could be a major upset, Bruin. Slovakia. The, uh... The eastern half of the formerly Czechoslovakia. <laughs> they had um, Slovakia's got a good hockey tradition. There's mm-hmm. been some good players coming out of there. Um, it's a bit of surprise because you would think <laughs> that the U.S. would be able to get past it, but for some reason, there's times when the U.S. plays in these big tournaments and they underachieve for some reason. That's happened in the Olympics before. They've I've seen them play really well in the Olympics, and I've seen them be a disaster in the Olympics. Like you go back to 2006 mm-hmm. in the Italy Olympics, where it just the U.S. didn't show up at all, so this isn't probably what they were going for. They're missing Pavelski. Yeah. yeah the Sharks, they split with the Avalanche when uh, Pavelski was out, and then they come back for Game 7. They win. U.S. is missing Pavelski. Yeah. Why do they have this tournament now? This is stupid. Like You're missing some of the best players in the world because they're not going to leave the NHL playoffs to go play in this. Why not have it in July? That would make sense. Yeah. You know, but I, there's a lot of things that don't make sense in sports. <laughs> and, uh, you know, even if you waited like a month or mm-hmm. like a month and a half, it's like you're still going to have the same spirit and you're going to have more talent there. Yeah. So it just doesn't make sense to me. Alex Dabrinkat has the only USA goal. Finland beat Canada 3-1 to one to open up the tournament. and Maybe they're missing Crosby. They're certainly missing Brad Marchand. They're missing Patrice Bergeron. Does anybody really miss Brad Marchand? <laughs> has anybody said, I wish we had Brad Marchand if right now? He's playing on your team, probably. He's a good hockey player. He's kind of a dud personality, but he's a talented hockey player. Uh, top-tier draft pick, Capo uh I think that's right. Capo Kako? Is that how you say it? He's projected to go top two in the NHL draft this year. He scored twice for Finland. Shea Theodore had the only Canadian goal as Canada looks to bounce back on Sunday. They're playing Great Britain, who is back in the top level of the World Ice Hockey Tournament for the first time since 1938. 
They're in the top division of it. Well, how about that? How about that? They won gold in 36. <laughs> they got Back in the glory days of British hockey. <laughs> <laughs> they medaled in 37 and 38, and then they haven't been back to the top level since yeah. until now. I, you know, I honestly forgot that Great Britain... I mean, it's weird, because there's actually hockey played there, there's, yeah. especially, especially in Ireland, mm-hmm. you know? There's a college hockey tournament in Belfast every year. <laughs> I mean, there's... There's interest there, but you wouldn't think that they would have enough talent to get to this point. But uh, adequate. You adequate. Know? Yeah, they're getting enough to get by. I tell you what, we owe you a timeout when we come back. NBA playoff breakdown and preview next in the Sports Pen and ESPN UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN UP and on the ESPN UP app. We welcome you back to the Sports Pen. Danner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. Thanks for hanging out with us. Tell you what, the NBA Finals continue to get more interesting, or at least the road to the Finals, and if you're not a Celtics fan, it gets a little more interesting for you. Maybe more entertaining, because we have a real possibility of having three Game 7s on Sunday, plus... Game two of the Eastern Conference Finals, Bruins and Hurricanes, plus Game of Thrones if you're into that. I, you know, I like Game of Thrones. I've only seen a few episodes because I don't have an HBO <laughs> Go um, membership, which apparently everybody else just mic- milks off their friends. <laughs> <laughs> they don't actually have their own membership, so. But, uh, I don't know. I feel like I need to watch more to actually capitalize on, you know, the final season. Well, I tell you what, the Sixers forced a Game 7 last night. They beat the Raptors 112-101 to in a game that really was never that close. Jimmy Butler got it done with 25 points. Ben Simmons, 21. Joel Embiid, 17 points, 12 rebounds, but only on 5 of 14 shooting. It's Philadelphia team. I just I don't think they have the talent to match Toronto, but they brought it last night. They got it all hot and heavy, what have you, and now all the pressure's on the Raptors. I think the Raptors get it done, though. I do, too. Yeah, I uh, I think the talent will eventually put them over the top. But uh, Philly's not going down with a fight in typical Philadelphia fashion. Mm-hmm. Stay fighting until the end. And uh, But I give credit to them. I was I was trying to watch them at the same time that I was watching the Boston Hurricanes game mm-hmm. and flipping back and forth, and I eventually just turned completely over to hockey because Philadelphia was just taking it care of business. Route. Yeah, and... Uh, which was disappointing because I like to be able to watch two good games, and instead I ended up just watching one. So, But uh, I was impressed with the Sixers. I think it's going to be a good battle in the final one. They finally seemed to at least slow down Kawhi Leonard. He did get 29 points, but a lot of that came when the game was already out of hand. It was his first time this series being held below 30 points. I mean, he's just flat out the best player in this series, and he has to be for Toronto to win. Yeah, and... Uh, we are the North. We are the, <laughs> the North. North. And uh, I, I wouldn't think that Toronto would be the perfect fit for him, but it kind of is. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, his personality was so hardcore <laughs> into the Spurs, but now he's he's blossoming out there. And uh, it's good for him that he's actually reaching because he's always been that guy you think is going to, who's on the cusp of being a superstar. Mm-hmm. He's still in the. Uh, Almost range, and I feel like this playoffs, this play, these playoffs, he's actually getting into the the upper echelon there. I don't know if there's ever been a single game with more on the line for whoever loses it, because if Toronto doesn't win, Kawhi Leonard's not going to come back. Another second round exit, three years in a row, that's not going to keep Kawhi Leonard from leaving in free agency. I wouldn't think if Philadelphia loses. 
Maybe that doesn't keep Jimmy Butler around. Maybe not Tobias Harris. I don't think they'll be able to get both of them. I don't trust Ben Simmons. Brett Brown's job might even be on the line. It's weird because your windows are so small in Mm -hmm. the NBA because not everybody wants to stay around forever. you got like maybe two, three years at most to win a championship with the core team that you have. Mm -hmm. And Jimmy Butler's so impatient, he'll go anywhere. He'll... He'll create some infighting. I don't want to be here anymore, and he'll go away. And I can see him leaving if the Sixers don't get it done. Well, I tell you what, the Blazers didn't have much trouble either. They beat the Nuggets 119-108. They force a Game 7. Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, this is exactly what the Blazers needed from them. 32 points for Lillard, 30 for McCollum. They need those two to go off for 39 in the night out if they want to continue to make a run. Isn't that kind of sad, though? That you it need, is. You, that you need, like, these huge playoff performances to be able to get past to the next round or to even stay alive in the playoffs. Oh, and Rodney Hood. Yeah. Don't forget Rodney Hood. It, I tell you what, this is a fluke. This, <laughs> this is a fluke for Rodney Hood. Good for him. But some team is going to get fooled into thinking this is real. Yeah. And they're going to give him a big contract. This and then he'll under and he'll woefully underachieve yes. one of his new destination. <laughs> it just And you look at Denver. I mean – they're they're a team to watch, mm-hmm. and I was wondering if that was ever going to happen again. Yeah. Like the, Denver hasn't been a team to watch since the Carmelo Anthony did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's kind of nice that they're actually achieving, you know, some success. And uh, do you think they're going to eliminate Portland? I do. I you still do? think Denver and the human dad bod, the the, the Eastern Europe wrecking bod. machine. Yeah, Eastern Europe dad bod. I, he had twenty nine points, twelve rebounds last night. Jamal Murray twenty four points, ten boards. Again, you have the big two. There really is no big three for either of those teams. You have the big two, and they're doing their jobs. I I feel like Portland's going to win. I don't know why. Really? Yeah, I think just because they're big two, <laughs> I feel like they're going to go off, you know, when, they get, when the season's on the line. I just mm-hmm. think it's going to be a tight game, but... They're in a, they need. They know that they need to have to have career-like games, and I think they're going to push them over the top in a tight one. I I like Jokic. I mean, I just kind of want to see more Jokic in these playoffs. I mean, just look at him. He's the perfect dad bod, but he's still he's still balling out at a high level, and he's only like twenty four. So he's got a lot more years to maybe develop that dad bod. I just don't feel like he's going to be an attractive 50-year-old once he gets to that point. Okay. Just just looking at him. So he's going to gain even more weight? Oh, yeah. Okay. He's like 7 feet, 250 pounds. He stopped drinking a liter of Coke every day. Yeah, as I brought up. Yeah, as I brought up. Uh, man, I don't. I don't know, but somehow he's still a great athlete, and as long as he's still playing, I want this guy to keep playing. Just because he makes, you know, the dad bods Fun out TV. there. Yeah, yeah, he makes, <laughs> he makes them all look good. And we can have more Will Barton, Seth Curry fights. Yeah. You know, a really bad number three option for either team. <sighs> number th- Seth Curry. Nowhere mm. near Steph Curry's level. Nope. <laughs> one of them went to Davidson, one went to Drake, and you would not, excuse me, one went to Duke. And you would not be able to guess which one is which by now. Yeah, and uh, who would have thought that the Davidson player would actually be better <laughs> than the Duke player? And uh, is Seth Curry even lower than his dad now? Is Del Curry still better than Seth Curry? I would say yes. Okay. I think there's a pretty strong case to be made there. Oh, sad. Isn't that sad? Yeah. 
Yeah. Not only are you not as good as your brother, you're not as good as your dad either. So, ouch. Tell you what, tonight we have game six between the Warriors and Rockets in Houston. Golden State can close it out. They lead the series three games to two. Kevin Durant is out for the remainder of this series with a mild calf strain. Is Kevin Durant cheering for the Rockets tonight? I mean, because how bad does it look if they still beat the, the Rockets without Durant? It looks really bad because Especially with your, 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 your best overall player is on the bench and you still can't beat them. It's, <laughs> I mean, the Warriors, this is like their first time they've really been vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like going into this playoffs is the first time I thought maybe a team other than the Warriors will win a championship this year. And now it's the Rockets' like huge opportunity, and if they can't win it, are they ever going to do it? Unless like Kevin Durant <laughs> like comes to the Rockets, I don't know. And maybe that's where he goes in free agents. Stu Gotts on the Dan Levitard show today said that Durant is probably going to be on the Rockets bench tonight because he doesn't want the Warriors to win without him. He wants to prove how valuable he is, especially with free agency looming this summer. Isn't that, that might be even more pathetic. That is pathetic, <laughs> but it's something Kevin Durant would totally do. I, I don't want my teammates. I don't want to ha- win a championship. I want them to lose so I look better. That's <laughs> because they can't win without me. Yeah. Wow. I, I tell you what. If the Rockets do lose tonight, or they play a game seven and lose Sunday, if the Rockets can't beat the Warriors without Kevin Durant, what case, if any, does James Harden have to win the MVP? I don't think he has a kid. I don't think he really has one. I don't think he has one right now. Yeah. I think Giannis is the clear MVP, especially if they can't beat the Warriors without Durant. Yeah, especially this. He's had such the Giannis has had such a big year, and he's becoming potentially even more of a star mm-hmm. than James Harden is. And James Harden has had his moment, but unless you can lead your team into the NBA Finals, people are always going to hold that against you. And until he until he gets past the Warriors, he's always going to be that guy who never won it. He's going to score 30-something tonight. Steph oh, yeah. is going to score 30-something. He's good. They're going to go back to the 2016 version of the Warriors when Steph was the alpha, and he's going to go off tonight. I just, you know it's coming. Clay's going to have 20-something and probably close to 10 rebounds. It'll if, be a good night. Will Steph Curry try to dunk again? Hope not. That was a tough scene. Yeah. Definition of a tough scene. I tell you what, though, you can hear that game tonight here on ESPN-UP. The Mothership broadcast from ESPN Radio, we're going to have it for you here on ESPN-UP. You can hear coverage of it tonight. That goes for the app as well. You can listen with our free mobile app. So I think that the Rockets are going to win tonight. I think they're going to force a Game 7. I do too. But I think the Warriors will win Game 7. It brings up the question with three potential Game 7s on Sunday. This was our fan poll Friday question of the day. If we do have three Game 7s on Sunday, yes or no, all three home teams win. So the Warriors, the Raptors, and the Nuggets. All three of those teams win their Game 7s on Sunday. I don't think that's going to happen. Don't think so. No, I don't. I do. I would say yes in this, but the audience is with you. 56% of the audience say no. 44 says all three of them win. The interesting thing would be, which one do they think? Right. <laughs> which one do you think? I think I think the least likely to happen will be the Denver one. Okay, yeah. Because I think Portland is equally at the level that they are and could pull the... I guess in theory upset because they're on the road, right. but like I think that's going to be more likely to happen. Whereas Toronto, I think, is better than Philly. I think they'll move on, and then you know you got the Warriors. Even without Durant, <laughs> I think will most likely move on, but they shouldn't 
because Houston should take advantage of that opportunity, but I don't think they will. I tell you what, did you see what was happening outside the Staples Center today? I did not. They had the, the Lakers said that they were going to have a protest, and I don't exactly know what they're protesting. They don't either. Their own ineptitude? Yeah, something <laughs> like that. They were going to protest. I have no idea what they were protesting. They're like the most successful franchise in NBA history. And there was a video on Twitter, and it is about the most tough scene you've ever seen. It is about six individuals in Laker gear, one of them with his face painted, doing a very unorganized chant of no more Rambus, as in Kurt Rambus, who was apparently going to be an assistant on Ty Lue's staff if Ty Lue was hired. It was not uh, very impassioned, not very impactful. Kind of a joke, to be honest with you. And it's sad, honestly, that the Lakers have been reduced to that. That was the protest. That was people, the protest. People do not like Kurt Rambus. People don't like Kurt Rambus. Like, I don't that think was that, what the biggest protest was. I don't think he's the issue. No, he hasn't been. He's not even involved with the team. <laughs> How can you be protesting someone who's not even technically on Protest the team? Rob Palenka. <laughs> yeah, the guys who are actually in charge of the team. <laughs> My God, Go after the roster. Go after the owner, you know. But <laughs> Kurt Rambis isn't even there yet. I tell you if what. He, if he goes there, that's going to be not a fun experience. No, for the Lakers are continuing to burn. Yeah. Tell you what, we owe you another timeout when we come back. If your highest paid athlete in your respective sport isn't the face of your sport, does it hurt it? That's next in the Sports Pen on ESPN UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN UP and on the ESPN UP app. We welcome you back to The Sports Pen on ESPN UP. Tanner Hoops, Ryan Stieg with you. Thanks for hanging out with us. Here's your Sports Center update. The Milwaukee Bucks have ruled out Paul Gasol for the remainder of the playoffs after undergoing foot surgery. He played just a combined 30 minutes over three appearances for Milwaukee this season, but is expected to make a full recovery in time for training camp. The Los Angeles Lakers are interviewing former Grizzlies and Rockets head coach J.B. Bickerstaff for their vacant head coaching position. That's a home run hire. And finally... The United States Social Security Administration has announced the most popular baby names of 2018 were Liam and Emma. Liam and Emma, for the second straight year, were the most popular baby names in America. Not surprised. No. Liam now for two straight years. Emma for five. Emma's having a good run here in the U.S. of A. I think... You know, Emily had this stretch where she was like the most, th- that name was the most popular name. And mm-hmm. I think people are like, oh, maybe if I put like a, su- a light little spin on it. <laughs> and there's actually some really popular uh, actresses and celebrities that are named Emma, though. And I think that helps, too. Jacob fell out of the top ten for the first time since 1992. How about that? I feel like if your name is in the top ten for lengthy years, it's like, Come up with a new name. <laughs> it's like uh, you're just going with the trend at that point while everybody else is naming their kid that, so I'm going to name my kid that. <laughs> the biggest mover this year was the name Megan with an H, as in Megan Markle, and you, uh, that's probably why. That's probably the main reason. She moved up about 700 spots to 700-something on the list from 1,400. Megan has always been a pretty popular name. Yeah, but, but this one's with an H. Yeah. I had a friend who actually uh, went that I knew growing up. Her name was Megan with hmm. an H. So uh, she was the tre- she she was she had the cool name before it became she cool. She was trending before she, it was exactly. cool. Well, I tell you what. Stephen A. Smith brought up something that was interesting earlier today. Talked about some contracts and player performance. Talked about the state of 
our pro sports here and who the face of each sport could be, uh, what they, excuse me, what they are, uh, who they are compared to what they're getting paid. If the guy who's the face of your franchise or your, the face of your sport is not the same guy who's making the most money, does that hurt your sport? Or if the guy who is deemed to be the face of your, uh, sport is making the most money, but not performing, is that bad for your sport? Because you look at some of the guys who are the most paid in their respective sports, and you've got like Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers atop the football list. You know those guys ball out; they they deserve that. Russell you know? Wilson is not the name. <laughs> he's the face not, but the he's the highest paid. He's he's paid yes. higher than Aaron Rodgers, yes. and he still you know he earns that paycheck. He plays pretty well. Uh, James Harden for basketball, pretty safe to say he earns it. He may not be the face of pro basketball, but I would say he earns the money. Uh, Lionel Messi in soccer, he might even be the face of pro soccer. I don't think Connor McDavid's the face of pro hockey, no. but he's still the highest paid player, and he's you know he someday will be the face of pro hockey, I'm guessing. Mike Trout is the highest paid player in baseball, and there's a case to be made. He's probably as close to a face as there is in baseball. There's a there's not really a set guy who's the face of professional baseball. And no. when you look at the three guys who made the most money this offseason, got the big record-breaking contracts, none of them are performing like it. Manny Machado started it out, and he's currently hitting two thirty four. Known more for his feud with Blooper than yes. the Braves mascot right now. And then Bryce Harper got a record-setting contract. He's hitting two thirty one. Way, 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 way below what uh, Philly's standards are. And Mike Trout is hitting the best of any of them. He got paid the most. He's the highest played ba- player in baseball right now. He's hitting two forty one. Like, there is no face in baseball. No. I mean, like, if you were to ask, like, even <clears throat> non-baseball fans, name a baseball player. Well, you recognize Mike <laughs> yeah, Trout if yeah. you saw him? No, you wouldn't recognize Mike Trout. I mean, I would. <laughs> you know, us, you if know. you know what you're looking for, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, could a regular person and not necessarily a basketball fan recognize LeBron James? Yeah, you could. Yeah. Could you recognize Michael Jordan? Yeah, you could. But uh, it's not the case for baseball. With hockey... You know, I would say probably Crosby and Ovechkin are still probably the faces I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. of the league. I mean, they'd be the most recognized people. It's hard to miss Ovechkin. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, you look at football. You people can, know Rodgers from the Yeah, yeah you know Rodgers. You know Tom Brady. You yep. know, but, like, is there a straight-up face in the NFL? I mean, there's you can make the case for guys, but right. is there just one guy? You think I don't know that up. there is, yeah. but the thing is, those two actually perform, and they yeah. live up to that standard. Yeah. Baseball, you don't have anybody doing that right now, and I wonder how much does that hurt baseball? I think it does a little bit, because it makes your marketability not great. Right. If you don't have that one guy you can get behind. I mean, you know, it used to be, you know, like Ken Griffey Jr., especially for our, my generation, mm-hmm. and probably yours too <laughs> you know he was the face for a lot of them because he was cool mm-hmm. <laughs> he hit home runs and he had everything you know you can throw cal ripken jr in there yep. you can throw in you know you can throw in bonds in there you can throw in you know yeah he did roids but <laughs> he still was a face you he know was. yeah i mean jeter jeter you can throw in there alex rodriguez another roid guy. yeah but again a famous face that you'd recognize but there is no one right now in the Tens, that's the generation right now, I would say. I mean, the faces of baseball were like the late 90s 
and the aughts where now it's the tens, there's no person. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you what, I mean, the average baseball player gets four at-bats per game, something like that. Mike Trout, for being the highest-paid player in baseball, mm-hmm. is averaging less than a hit for every four at-bats. I mean, you can't do that and expect baseball to flourish. No. <laughs> and it's weird. I mean, you look at some of the the rankings in pro baseball. I mean, the Twins right now are the best team in baseball. I'm happy about that, and you're happy about that. Eddie Rosario leads the American League with 13 home runs. Does Not anybody, Mike Trout. Yeah. Does anybody know who Eddie Rosario exactly. is? Would you recognize Eddie Rosario? Jorge Polanco. His, is he's hitting three forty four. He leads the American League in batting average right now. The numbers say that Jorge Polanco is a better shortstop than Manny Machado. The numbers say Eddie Rosario is a better player than Bryce Harper. Yet common sense, or if you didn't know anything about baseball, would tell you that based on pop culture and whose name you hear more often, that Trout, Machado, and Harper are the gold standard. And none of them are hitting better than no. 241 this year. No, and uh, looking back, I guess I was thinking the most recognizable star he's done now, I mean, maybe Ichiro? Yeah. <laughs> Just simply because? Uh-huh. I mean, it's, there's only so many Asian baseball players. There are, yeah. And, yeah. So he would, he'd be recognizable kind mm-hmm. of simply for that fact, right. but also because he's famous and he's good at what he does, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, I can't think of anything else. I, Joe Maurer maybe could be another one because of the sideburns, except that started you know, fading away after his last batting title, which yeah. I don't know if there's a correlation. By the way, how much does Joe Maurer have to do with the twin success this year? Because you know how the pole lads don't like to spend money. Maurer. <laughs> there's a story there, I'll tell you in a minute. <laughs> Maurer, with his retirement, frees up $23 million, which the pole lads are suddenly able to spend on talent to bring in to make him competitive. I think you can make the case for that. Yeah. I think his contract really hamstrung. Ham, hamstrung. <laughs> as soon as he you know, won the MVP award, it's like they wanted to keep him there, but they kept the team from being reaching its potential because they had to shell so much money to him. Mm-hmm. The story I'm going to tell you about and how cheap the poll ads are <laughs> goes back. I, my dad should be listening right now, and he'll probably laugh at this. My dad and I, this is the first and only time, you know, when you're at, baseball games and they do like you know this role wins a prize you know that kind of stuff well we were in the role that won a prize and it was like the pearson's nut roll my if you ever had one of those no. it's a candy bar so everybody in the row gets a pearson's nut roll bar hmm. so i'm thinking it's gonna be like okay like a regular size or a king size bar no the Polads gave us each a fun-sized <laughs> Pearson's nut roll bar. Like, a thing that maybe is the length of my finger. That was, that, that was the prize we got. That's how cheap the Polad family is. They are not going to spend money, even <laughs> and, if that no, means no. losing 103 games a year. Exactly. Which, you know, they did a couple of years ago. They lost 90 for a long time. But, yeah, now that Maurer's contract is gone, they actually have money that they can go out and spend, bring players in who are going to make them competitive, and that's what they've done this year. And I'll tell you what, just speaking on the Twins for a moment, it's fun because uh, that pitching rotation's bolstered. Mm-hmm. I like Martin Perez. I like him a lot. And really, if you had to win one game right now, and you had to pick who you were going to pitch, if you're Rocco Baldelli, would you pick Barrios, Odorizzi, who's pitching tonight? or Martin Perez, maybe even Kyle Gibson, you could throw him in there the way he's pitched the last couple starts. There's no wrong answer. No, and it's I'm just kind of blown away. Like, I did not see this coming. You know, because 
the Twins were on the rise. They made the wild card game that one year, lost yep. to the Yankees, but you thought, oh, maybe, maybe they're turning it around. Mm-hmm. No, maybe that kind of thing. And then they completely fell apart again. Yep, took a step but, backwards. Yeah. And now, but now they're taking, taking the step forward again. But now I'm wondering after this year, are they going to take another step backwards? So. I, I tell you what, I think that it, you know, they certainly have better <clears throat> position-wise talent. They have better pitching this year. I think they have a good manager. I did think they had a good manager last year, but I like Baldelli and what he does. Their hitting certainly is better. They went out and they got a lot of talented guys, and they brought them in, and they have a good offense, and certainly they've, been, they've just been mashing the baseball. They're one of the best home run hitting teams. I think the real difference between the Twins, and we saw it a little bit a couple of years ago when they went to the wild card game, is defense. I think defense is the biggest catalyst that matters more than anything. Defensively, they're really good this year. I mean, they have how many errors? Like single-digit errors still? They're really good defensively. A couple of years ago, Byron Buxton was starting to make strides as a hitter. He's always been good defensively. He's, and uh, and you remember Kurt Suzuki? He was a great hitter as a catcher, but his defense left something to be desired. Yep, yep. They get rid of him. They get Jason Castro, who it's par for the course for a catcher, and he's a huge upgrade defensively. When you put Castro and Buxton at the catcher and center field positions, that's an outstanding defense at two really vital positions. And they suddenly turned it around. They hey. went from 103 losses to the playoffs. And then last year, neither of them were playing after the beginning of May, and they took a step backwards, finished six below five hundred. I really think defense is what makes or breaks this Twins team. I, you could make the definitely make the case for that. Um, I think speed has also been it an does. asset there. Um, it, for me, it really all comes down to pitching. Mm. You know, you can be slugging the ball and all that kind of stuff as much as you want, but if your pitching rotation is weak. And not playing well, hint, hint, Milwaukee Brewers. <laughs> you know, it's like you can have, you know, Christian Yelich all you want, but if you're going to have to be required to outslug a team right. <laughs> every night, you're not going to go far. And I think that twins are just clicking where they need to do. Their rotation's doing well. You said their defense is good. And they're getting guys who can actually hit the ball, too. Mm-hmm. You combine all those things together. You can't get by just with one good category. Twins and Tigers tonight at 8-10. Tyson Ross against Jake Odorizzi. By the way, you mentioned the Brewers. They're up 3-0 on the Cubs. That game is through 7. Brewers taking on the Cubs. Ryan Braun hit his 18th home run at Wrigley earlier this afternoon. So the Brewers are going to blow a lead and the Cubs are going to win it on a (laughs) walk-off? Can't say that. (laughs) I tell you what, though. Games 2 and 3 of that series tomorrow and Sunday can be heard here on ESPN-UP. We're going to carry the ESPN broadcast so you can hear tomorrow and Sunday's Brewer-Cubs game here on ESPN-UP. That goes for the app as well. Well, I tell you what, we owe you our last time out. Friday Funnies next to finish off the week in the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. If you've missed any part of the show today, check it out on demand in the free mobile app. Get it from the Apple iStore or Google Play. Just search ESPN-UP, not the ESPN app. The ESPN UP app. Go on demand. You can hear this episode and any past episode. Get caught up and hear everything you need to know. Well, I tell you what, we are just about ready to open up the doors to the weekend and we end it 
with one but of on our a favorite good note. ways possible. Yeah. On a good note with the Friday funnies. Here's some funny stuff for you. Okay. Now, the Bucks have been trolling the Celtics, mm. you know, especially Paul Pierce, yep. ever since the series is done. He brought that on himself. Yep. Yeah, there's a sheet. I don't know if they put it everywhere, but there's a, a poster they put on a telephone pole, and it says, Missing Paul Pierce, and it said, For saying stupid stuff on ESPN. <laughs> if, you can, if you've seen him, dial 1-800-BUCKS-AND-5. 1-800-BUCKS-AND-5. I thought it was hilarious. Um, but uh, I, I love a good... I love a good troll job if it's funny and it's not, like, overly mean. You know, like, you're making really personal shots at someone. Mm -hmm. You're making fun of their predictions or you're making fun of the stupid stuff they said. Yeah, I like that, you know. But uh, the Bucks are doing a good job with it. I think it's great. Um, and then, how do you feel about mascots? I like mascots. Some of them are beyond creepy. Like yeah. the Providence Friar comes to mind. Or the uh, King Baby with the pelicans. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> That's probably the creepiest one I've seen. Well, apparently, some guy, not a mascot, but during a Philippines basketball game. A Philippines A Philippines game? basketball game out in the Philippines. <clears throat> a guy dressed up like Spider-Man ran on the court holding a sign. I still haven't figured out what his sign was saying. But he runs into, runs into two players Knocks one over and is escorted out by security. <laughs> I don't know why he dressed like Spider-Man, but I don't think that's what Spider-Man would do. I don't think so, no. Great power <laughs> it means great responsibility, <laughs> and he did not have any of those things. So, And a Philippines basketball game, of all places. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I didn't know they had pro basketball. Well, I guess I should assume I mean, there's, that. there's foreign leagues sure. out there all over the place, but the Philippines is probably not the league. I just don't think of it as a basketball country. No, no. I, it's more like a soccer or maybe, to a lesser extent, baseball sure. country. Um, it, the horse thing they got going on at the Kentucky Derby, yes. they're still protesting it they're upset um that the kentucky derby got taken away from them so now they appealed to the kentucky horse racing commission who does who denied their claim and now they're discussing legal options mm. people have called this horse upset <laughs> pursues legal options it's a horse he doesn't care <laughs> He's off eating oats, doing his own thing. It's like it, it's not like a guy won the race; the horse won the race. And it's just—I feel like it's just, yeah. You can make the case it was dumb that it got taken away, but it got taken away from you. You appealed it; it didn't work out. Just accept the fact that you lost at this point. Derby gate, Der derby gate. I like that. <laughs> um, Let's see. So the Sacramento Kings apparently have nothing better to do these days. Mm. You know, considered one of the worst franchises in the NBA. Not like their coach is under investigation either. No. I mean, they got enough on their plate. Mm. But uh, decided to tweet out a math problem. Mm. And got everybody in an uproar over this on what the answer was. Okay? I figured it out and determined what the answer was. The majority of fans agreed with me. Mm. Now, Darren Fox insists that the answer is a certain answer, mm. that the answer was nine, which is the incorrect answer, but he spent an entire post trying to justify it, saying, and tried to use it. Do you remember PEMDAS? Yep. Okay. So I used that to solve the problem. Yep. 
he insists that you got to remember the exponents part. The thing is, there's no exponents in the problem <laughs> that's on there. So he's already wrong from the start. So not only did he get the wrong answer, his argument was wrong too. But there was such a huge discussion over this and just split people overall like, no, this is the answer, no, this is the answer. And it's all created by the kings who I don't know if they were intending to do this, but it ended up being a complete mess for themselves. And one of their players looked really dumb at the same time. Order of operations must be a sophomore year class at Kentucky. Uh, yeah. Which explains and why I, I never took it. I was not a math expert by any means. Um, as soon as we hit algebra two, it like completely went out the window for me. But I at least remember that. <laughs> you know, there's an order you do. And I remember PEMDAS. I know there's some bizarre way to remember Please it. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Or as a friend called it, please uh, entomb <laughs> or something like entomb. that. Entomb. Yeah, entomb. Or ex- what kind of friends ex- do you have? Or exhume. <laughs> or something Man. Like that. It was really funny. But, uh, yeah, I just remember PEMDAS. I'm not good at remembering the, mm. uh, the little parts to that. But... Uh, so Anthony Rendon of the Nationals got upset with a call. He's he's notorious for saying there's no accountability for umpires. He got mad, and he got called out on strikes. So what he did is he took the bat and marked on the dirt where the ball crossed home plate. And the umpire, C.B. Buckner, considered one of the worst umpires in the league, mm-hmm. gets offended, ejects him. So what he does in the post game is Renan takes photos of his view of the pitch and the umpire's view of the pitch. Both of them, you know, if you look at the photos, which I haven't seen, but apparently the analysts recovering the game said Buckner got the call wrong <laughs> and that it was outside the strike zone. But I like the uh, the fact that he put that much effort into just He watched that his... tennis match last week. Yeah, it's like he was, you know, take a photo of where the spot was. He made sure to do that. What's and, hilarious uh, is that was his first game back from being injured. Yeah. He gets ejected. It, but he made his case. He did. <laughs> C.B. Buckner's not going to hear it. He's no. up there along with Angel Hernandez. Angel Hernandez. Joe, Joe West, West is behind the plate for the Brewers' Cubs this afternoon. Well, that's going to be a mess. It is a mess. <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen a guy more focused on being himself than actually <laughs> managing the game correctly. But, so you got that note. Um, um, so a Boston radio host, mm. this has been all over the place. I can already tell this is going to be yeah, good. Yeah, it's... Uh, because it's Boston Radio. It's mm-hmm. always going to be interesting. Uh, they were interviewing a guy who covers the Carolina Hurricanes and who's actually one of the best uh, writers out there who covers hockey. He called into the show. They asked him to give a profile of the Hurricanes and what fans can expect. And after about so-and-so minutes, the, one of the radio hosts cuts him off and ends the phone call and doesn't like it because the guy has a southern accent. Mm. Doesn't like the fact that southern accents are talking about hockey. There's hockey in the South. There is. There's people who know hockey in the South, who cover hockey in the South. They know what they're talking about, especially a guy who actually covers the team. Mm -hmm. But no, he had a Southern accent, so we've got to cut him off. Yikes. The reactions I get from the locals up here, I'm surprised they haven't run me out of town then. No. No, your your Iowa accent does not <laughs> does not fly up here. I get that a lot up here. Well, I don't get that, you know, get out of town, but you know, it's noticeable to the locals up here. Yeah, it's uh but I've never heard of that. Did I just cut, cut off and the guy tried to call back thinking, "Oh, it was a technical mm-hmm. issue." No. 
They Voice literally discrimination. They, they literally ignored him and went to a bunch of guys, some fan perspectives. Wow. And I tweeted out that apparently Sully Elton Quincy has a better opinion of the Hurricanes <laughs> than the guy who actually covers the team in in Carolina. I don't know. It was it was bizarre. Don't get voices like that at Fenway Pack. No. Mm. Pack. Pack. He's got to pack gotta get the to cow, the pack. Get to the pack. <laughs> Before the bees drop the pack. <laughs> and then, uh, so, let's see if I can find some of my other ones I got here. Uh, okay, so Jokic, who we talked about. Yeah. He has microphone issues. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that, the clip of that? <laughs> After game six, he, he struggles with microphones. He doesn't know how to work them. He thinks he's trying to extend it to reach it further. He, he And it always ends up being a mess. So after game six, he has it, tries to place it back in the stand. It doesn't work. He fumbles with it four or five times, finally says, screw it, throws it down and leaves the press conference. Okay? I guess before game like before the press conference, somebody gave him instructions on how to put it into the microphone holder. So... After a couple tries, he got to slide it in, and he celebrated like a minor <laughs> little celebration. He accomplished something great. And, you know, if you have trouble with that issue or any issue like that, you probably are feeling pretty good about yourself the final time you complete it. It's like when you're, I don't know, fixing a flat tire, and you've messed it up, and you can't get it done, but then you finally get it on there correctly, you're all happy about yourself, look what I did. And that's what he was. He is one of the most unathletic-looking athletic people. I add him to my list with C.J. Anderson and Phil Kessel. You know, I I, I can understand the Phil Kessel argument mm-hmm. back in the day, but I feel like he's tried to be more fit now. <laughs> he's trying to get more shape, but it is, it, he is... One of the more relatable players. You, you can't tell me that you would see him on a street and think he's a professional athlete, let alone a hockey player, and yet his skill set totally defies that. Like, he's actually got pretty good wheels. Yeah, he's he's faster than you think he'd be. He's mm-hmm. got great puck handling skills. He scores goals yeah. on a regular basis, and he's a very popular player. He is. But if you looked at him from a crowd, you'd be like, huh. Especially <laughs> back in the first parts of his career, where they were like, this is the kind of guy who maybe played like rec league hockey, but not like at the NHL level. Now he's tried to change that. He said he's changed his eating habits. He's trying to, you know, you know, create his, you know, a different no image of him. Yeah, no more like multiple hot dogs, no like 700 slices of pizza. He's just trying to reform himself. But still, he doesn't look like your stereotypical flashy forward. He would be a perfect guy for what he looks like. You know, and that's, you know, I think feel like you need to embrace that at mm-hmm. some point. And you he know? does. He yeah. does a good job You it. know, it's like, you know what, I'm trying to be healthier mm-hmm. <laughs> in my game. But you know what, if people don't think I look like a hockey player, I may as well embrace <laughs> it, you know. So the last story I have is um, goalies making mistakes mm. again. And soccer goalies tend to not time stuff correctly Mm -hmm. and it's come back to bite them there's a incident i think it was in chile chile and a guy is trying to block a shot now the guy who kicked it was from about 30 yards away Mm -hmm. now most goaltenders don't leap up to make a catch they just try to deflect it out because the odds of it actually making in are extremely slim Mm -hmm. so you don't really need to make a leaping catch you can just kind of knock it aside well (laughs) he he didn't remember physics <laughs> very well. So when he deflected it, it went straight up in the air. 
and it bounced down in front of the goal line. He realizes where it is, tries to gather it, and knocked it in with his hand oh, in the back no. of the net. And this is ha- this happens more frequently than you think, where goaltenders misjudge balls <laughs> or like accidentally deflect it in. Thankfully for him, his team ended up winning the game. But and so all he looked like is. I embarrassed myself, mm-hmm. but I didn't embarrass my teammates by having it count as the as the winning goal. So, Ouch! Yeah, so I I wish like it would be in the back of goaltenders' minds, like, hey, this has happened to so many people. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to deflect it, don't deflect it up in the air. Like, Just defle- don't get on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, yeah, deflect it outward, not upward, and uh, you can avoid this problem. So. <laughs> That's the funnies for the week. I hope people found them interesting. Uh, just for an update before we sign off, the Brewers had a couple of runs in the top of the eighth. They lead 5 nothing. They're still batting in the eighth inning. How about this? Two games into the Men's World Championships, the U.S. and Canada both lose to start the World Hockey Championships. I would not have guessed nope. that, especially to the – well, maybe Canada losing to Finland. Finland 3-1 over the Canadians, the Slovs Losing to the Slovaks, no. Slovs is – Slovaks is probably yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, losing to them, I didn't see happening. 4-1, to one, they beat the United States. Especially in that fashion. Hey, let me give a <laughs> shout-out, too, before we sign off. Uh, the – Formerly Iowa Conference baseball tournament going on today. I went to a Division Three school in Iowa. It's now the American Rivers Conference since they added a Nebraska team. My alma mater's baseball team just beat a team that was ranked top 15. Uh, they were 33-3. and They won that game 4 nothing. One game away from Nationals, and I always like to do that because the other school's Kurt Metaphy's alma mater. Really? Yeah, so take that, Kurt. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's go into the weekend. Anything you want to plug over the journal before we sign up? Um, I mean, I... I mean, I have a column, kind of a Mother's Day column that's going out on Sunday that I hope people enjoy. And uh, But other than that, I'm going to be working the desk, so I'm not going to be out covering mm. anything, so... I guess read the paper is <laughs> my plug for the weekend. That's it for us in the Sports Pen. For Ryan Stieg, I'm Tanner Hoops. Thanks for listening to Sports Pen and ESPN-UP.